Welcome to the Master Slave Lifestyle Podcast. Here we'll interview real people living the real Master Slave lifestyle, all consensual and all in different ways. And in this episode, can do this. You can be who you are, you can be into kink, BDSM, whatever label you want to throw on it, and be you as well. Desires are worth listening to because they're there for a reason. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, we're kind of told that you're, you can't be happy partners. You, you, you're like in a BDSM relationship, you can, but you can bring the two together. It's, I believe it's completely possible because that's what we're doing. This is masterslavelifestyle.com. Hello everyone, so when I was speaking with English Leather Master and his slave, we found we had so much to talk about that the interview ended up being a two-parter. This is part two, so we're starting halfway through our conversation. So if you haven't listened to part one yet, I recommend that you listen to that, which will be the previous episode. Also, a little warning here that at one point there is a brief mention of suicide, so if you are triggered by that, please be aware. I hope you enjoy the episode. Okay, so um, while we've been talking, I've, I've kind of felt this theme has kind of been growing, and this is the theme of integration. And you've kind of mentioned it like integrating yourself, so be your true self. Um, you know, allow yourself to grow and de-envelop and bring in all these different aspects. But also the way you've spoken about your relationship, let's say that you've got the business side and the personal side, and it's not just BDSM in the bedroom. And I just want to check with you both. What sort of thoughts come out when when I give that theme to you? Well, it's really funny because we've we've, we've I've, I've literally given talks on on integrating uh, kink with the rest of your life. I don't have we told you. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> you think that word because that, that word means a lot to us and to to where we. Yeah, I, I was just going to say we're kind of told that you're you can't be happy partners you 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 like in a bdsm relationship you could, but you can bring the two together it's i believe it's completely possible because that's what we're doing well put it this way if you go to the self-help um aisle of any uh bookshop you will find books by you know cricketers and sas people and chefs on what cricketing and the sas and being a chef taught me about life and I don't quite understand why it's been ignored that the fact that the really important connection stuff that we can feel in BDSM and the leadership and subordinate and serving and, uh, uh, you know, leader as follower and leader as servant and all of this stuff that happens, why that can't be integrated as well. And I think part of it is because of the... First of all, there's the actions, you know, what's what's whipping got to do with any part of life? And then there's the clothing and, and, and all of that, you know, what, what's wearing leather got to do with any part of life? But that's just, you know, why, why is that any different from wearing a, a an SAS uniform or a cricket uniform? Um, I truly believe that all the way through our lives, we can learn stuff that, that can go to other places. Um I've used business models for time time management in my own, you know, personal life. I've used um, the chain, the, the and, and it often happens the other way around. Actually, so you think about things like 
the the change curve, which came from understanding um, grief and turned into what people feel when they are made redundant in 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 companies. And I think the one of the things I love about BDSM is you get to know other people far far deeper than in in other relationships because you're putting each other's lives at the, on the line sometimes. Um, you really have to have a connection that is is really open and very very quickly. Um, I would, I think, justifiably say that that sometimes I've met people and learned more about what makes them tick in a couple of hours of a session um, than some people would in months of going out and having nice meals with a prospective boyfriend or girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's really possible to be integrated. Um, if you were a, you know, God-fearing Christian heterosexual cisgendered person living in Arkansas, you wouldn't think twice about telling the world you were in a relationship and you had 15 children and went to church three times every Sunday um, in in your book about whatever it was, cooking or, or management. Why can't we talk about those things? You know, who we are, who we love, who we play with, who we spend our time with. Why can't we take those and 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 do the same? I, I really feel quite passionately about that. I was, I was just listening to what Master said and um, about the whole integration thing, and I think it's within our relationship, but it's also about we what we do to the outside world as well. So if I start with that latter point. Um, Master's parents and family know exactly about it to the point where he had a Christmas card from his brother with a picture of a man whipping and he put English leather master in the Christmas card and stuff. Remember going down to Master's parents and she, uh, Master's mum turned around and said, you're not making porn again, are you? And it's just like, <laughs> it was just every, what we, and that point where you just rock up. And people's, it's the, it's the, you know, the judgment side. You don't worry about it. It's their bag. If they want to judge, they deal with it and own it. It's nothing to do with me, sort of thing. And it's just really powerful stuff. Um, going back to the integration stuff within the relationship, um, a, an example I had this morning was I was saying to Master there was something that we were discussing, and I said, for the, for I feel a little bit conflicted because what. The if you rock up to the back street, the leather bar, what I think most people's expectation of the submissive would be would be one side, and the partnership that we've got was the another side. And I said, I feel a little bit conflicted by that. But the fact that we were having that discussion and we talked it all out and we came to a conclusion is just another example of how you can integrate things, I think. Yeah, Yeah. I I think another one that might be a little clearer is um, we're setting up a a safe-for-work business at the moment, um, which uh, Paul is taking the lead on. And at one point he said, I'm I'm in a bit of a spin because I'm waiting for you to tell me what to do, but I don't know what to do. And I said, but yeah, but I'm I'm letting you run this business. It's it's yours. It's your baby. It's something I'm... Yeah, I mean, he's, he's the yeah. expert. I, I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm helping him in a sort of 
um, financial point point of view. Um, and I said, okay, right, why don't you you see it as I'm your manager and your CEO and your shareholder, and you're doing all the work. And suddenly it all clicked into place for him. He was like, okay, now I get it because I can serve you by doing that. And if you're my majority shareholder, I can understand where I am. Um, and I can make decisions for you that make my business better and then will serve you in the long term. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's just working out what your resonance is Mm -hmm. and being able to frame things in that way. Even dark things like booking flights and stuff. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) It's like, Master's like, oh, where are we going? I don't want to be bothered with that. I'm going here, sort the flights out sort of thing. Well, and so when I, when in the past, I used to say that I was... I didn't believe that our type of relationship would work because the moment you have to argue about what you're having for dinner, um, it falls apart. And, and, you know, Paul obviously has certain things he likes and I have things I like. But first of all, I, <laughs> I, I've made sure that he likes what I like now. Um, hypnosis is amazing. Um, <laughs> uh, he, didn't, he didn't eat fish before I met him. He does, does eat fish now. That's um, impressive. Because <laughs> I don't eat fish either. <laughs> there's, a, there's a photograph. It was actually in Thailand. There's a photograph of me eating prawns for the first time in a video, and it's the most. And you're talking, like I said, early, mid. I'd like to say early forties, mid forties. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's. And the thing is about it's. It's we use that in a way that grows me. Yeah. But, they, but where I was going to say yeah. it, beyond beyond that was actually that I've delegated planning meals to him because I can't be bothered with that. I've got better things to do with my life. So so I can delegate that. He knows what I like and what I don't like. Uh, he, he also pushes me to be better. I've given him permission to not buy, you know, huge amounts of chocolate cake um, and and to stop me from, from eating too much chocolate because I know that that will make me better. Um, and I've delegated that responsibility for my own weight gain for him. <laughs> and the funny thing is I wouldn't need to punish him because he would feel so bad if, if something went wrong that I don't need to do that sort of thing. He, he, he'd do all the beating up that I, I, I would ever need to do. <laughs> One of the things that I, I, I love what, what you said is that, you know, when you're doing this in integration, there are these tensions there and you kind of have to communicate or look at how you then re- realign that tension. Um, for, for me, like, um, I, I know when I moved to Berlin and I was with my uh, master, I actually didn't do some of the heavy lifting of the integration and the breaking up meant I had to because, let's say, my slave side and all of my other sides or ego states, if you want to talk psychologically, um, just hadn't integrated. So over the last four years, I've actually had to do a lot of that kind of heavy kind of integration, you know, and and there are these things that come up which feel very contradictory or, you know, there's a tension there that somehow will end up resolving itself but feels uncomfortable at in the moment. I'm kind of saying this. um, Does does this bring up any kind of thoughts or thinking um, to to you two? Yeah, definitely. I mean, so... I don't know. Have you ever come across Keegan's model of uh, adult development? I use this a lot. I, I kind of <laughs> um, 
coach coach people with it and most people say it's life-changing yes so, it's powerful yeah. so so my, my i think you're talking keegan three to keegan four where where you're going from <laughs> the world tells me what to be and what to do mm. to i can question what the world says and find myself and then i think the next stage is going you know what there's a part of me that likes whipping the shit out of someone and leaving them crying, and a part of me that really wants to help little bunny rabbits and be really caring. And they are contradictory, but they both exist inside me, and they're both fine. Hmm. And luckily, with Paul, I can beat the shit out of him and give him a cuddle <laughs> and still be the same person, and he can enjoy being you know cuddled and having the shit beaten out of him yeah and enjoy both and be the same person and and, and cry over seeing the ducklings in the pond down the road and stuff oh. like <laughs> it does do a lot of crying <laughs> <laughs> but it is it's, it's just about it's, it's i cite the example from this morning because it's the most recent one for some people i don't think in my old relationship i would never in a million years have vocalized what i was feeling but I've got the confidence within to to express it. And I said to Master, I said, that was just so easy to have that discussion. But it also just strengthens and it's hard to explain again. I, I don't know if I'm making any sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah you are. Very much. Um, for, for anyone that wants to know a bit more about Keegan, if you go to masterslavelifestyle.com and look for a set of articles about the master mindset, I actually use this model to help masters understand where they are and how to develop. And very soon on the Patreon Master Slave membership, there'll also be a workshop to help explain this a bit more. So if you are interested, check those out. There's also a uh, a couple of webinars on on uh, YouTube. If you Google English Leather Master, <laughs> uh, then I've I've done a couple of web- webinars on Keegan as well. So <laughs> it looks like, like there's some synergy there too. Very much. But, you, but on that point, is it is powerful, powerful stuff. Mm. It simply is. <laughs> that it? You Sorry, I was just <laughs> I I think it's because a lot of coaching is around, um, well, the most popular form of coaching is around action and behavior. What what is the action that you want? How are you going to get there? Whereas when you're going to Keegan or any model that's looking in this way, it's all about the mindset. How do you evolve and change mindset? And that's far longer. You can't get it in one session. It's normally multiple sessions. But it brings around a bigger change. And it's often, let's say I'm I'm doing this in a work context, but for people it's life-changing because it helps them with all aspects of, of their life, even though I'm doing it with the prism of making them a better leader. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And 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 I think that's the thing is that that so my 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 type of coaching I I do that but I also recognize that people have got resources that they may not unless you're you're ex, as explicit as as you are here they they might not be able to bring to the to the um to the coaching conversation normally. And I think it'd be great if more people were able to say you know what at the weekend, this happens to me and it's amazing and I feel something that I don't feel in the workplace. How can I feel that or do that or draw on that power and that energy and that? Um, and even if it's just like I, uh, one of 
uh, sorry, I'm slightly going off on a tangent here myself now. Um, one of my clients was really, really stressed. And it turns out it was because they love being spanked. And this was the beginning of the pandemic. They weren't being spanked. And that that lack of the release that you get from impact play meant that they were going to work and, and feeling really stressed. So we, we were trying to find out how, how can you get that release in other parts of your life. Um, and they had seen them as two totally separate parts of themselves. And once you see them as an in, yourself as an integrated whole, that the, the, the release you get at the weekend increases your abilities to be effective at work, then you start to, to be much better at, what, at, at living. I think the ideal solution on that one, Master, is to get spanked at work. Well, you could do this. <laughs> I, I, I think that is a really important point. Like when we all talk about integration, it is taking all of your different aspects and how do they all work together. I, I think of often, and I'm one of the people who can fall into the trap of just trying to tune one thing. Mm. And but it doesn't work, and it's like, how does that thing work with all with all of the others? I, I think one of the more simple examples is that when you're kind of um, scheduling in events like social events into your calendar, and you oh I'm free this night, I'm free this night, I'm free this night, but you don't look holistically and go hold on, I'm doing this during the day and this in the evening and then this the next day. This is probably too much. I need to change. Yeah, this this is what I was saying earlier about when you have to overthink. And it's almost like if you've got two identities at play, it's inevitably going to clash to a point, I think. But when you can just – if you find the way to bring them all together, yeah, life just – he, he, and, and actually, on that very point, he does this to me all the time. I'm, I'm the one who puts everything into the diary. And he goes, Master, when are we going to eat? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, right, there might be a problem here. Let's think about it. <laughs> so I delegate my thinking to I do a lot of delegation. <laughs> Everyone's going to wonder what, the, what on earth I do all day. <laughs> just be amazing. Sit around all the time. Being amazing. <laughs> So, so bringing this back to your kind of relationship, so um, kind of like what sort of challenges have them and you both kind of found? Um, could could I start with um, um, Sir Paul first? Yes. So I, I was just, I was genuinely just trying to think of ch- what challenges there are um, or I've encountered. I think one one that sticks out, which we sort of already alluded to, is the expectation of BDSM and how one should act within that. So um, I can cite a couple of examples where others, there's almost like a strict protocol um, down to, I was licking one of master's boots in public somewhere and another guy came over to us and pointed out to me that I'd actually started on the wrong boot first threw me into a spiral afterwards because I was like completely apologizing because I felt I'd let master down, but I'd let that somebody else's expectation in. And this alludes, goes back to what I was saying about people see things on Twitter. According to Twitter, you're supposed to lie on your back and take a fist up to the elbow in 30 seconds and all this sort of <laughs> stuff. And 
But the problem is, is it's thrown at us all the time from various sources. Some of it's right, and there are protocols, you know, the bluff protocol and all this sort of stuff. But you also have to work, does it fit for me? Is it right? You perhaps have to question and challenge it a little bit. Um, and what you see, hear, read may not always be correct. Uh, so it go, connects into that whole fantasy thing. You know, you see it in porn and all that sorts of stuff. What happens in reality is different. And I think I, not, not with, not now, but historically, I think I've had those challenges. Um, so I see it and I think that's how one has to behave. That's what one has to do. Actually, no, you don't. Because nine times out of 10, it's fantasy it's you know maybe physically impossible all that sort of stuff and um i think that's the the main sort of um personal challenge that i can think of in terms of between us and the last three years um as i said earlier i i um i knew something was just my whole world was rot the moment i saw master he he's got the most beautiful eyes it's um <laughs> and um i think uh i wouldn't say it was so much of a challenge because we did keep in touch with whatsapp but had the whatsapp not been in place it would be interesting to see how things would have worked because I, the, it wasn't so much a challenge, but it could have been, I think. But I think we were very clever with it and um, the whole WhatsApp communication and stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I can't think of anything else. I don't know if so, you can, Master. Yeah, well, I, well, I think dis- distance was definitely a challenge. I think um, rewriting, as you say, the, I mean, you were, you were telling the story about the, the, the bootlicking, but rewriting some of the beliefs that had been arbitrarily uh put on you these arbitrary rules of a sub must never look at a a dom in the eyes now personally i have found much much more fun looking at sub in the eyes because i can first of all i can read them through their eyes and if they're hiding their eyes from me i can't read them but also I can challenge a sub with their eye, my, my eyes. So if I'm doing um, impact play or something hard on Paul, I can go much harder if I'm looking him in the eyes because he gets he, he goes into a different space because we have much more connection. Whereas if it's just, you know, mm. if he's... And, and, you know, sensory deprivation has a, a completely different place. But if you're just trying to keep your eyes away, then it's... You you can't get that. That yeah. that I think is um, I know we're going off on slight tangents again, but is I think it's really important because I was told by so many um, doms on my journey that you should never look at um, a dominant in the eye because it was disrespectful. Somebody said to me, and I was believed that. And when I met Master, I explained that to him, and eye contact transformed how I work I think it's like Master said then about impact play and um, hit my balls the eye contact and the, the power dynamics that I must be at play during it um, I, I can do a lot more by looking into somebody's eyes than not quite frankly now 
I have to be a bit careful with my eyes. They scare him every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I've got a look that will just make him crumble. Um, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to of the listeners, um, he's looking away on in the video. <laughs> No, please don't do it. <laughs> I won't. Um, I think that the, the oh, I've lost my train of thought now. What was my other thought? There is an expectation that the Dom is the strong one, and um, first of all, knowing when to be strong and when to be um, vulnerable is is important. And Paul said he's he's seen me crying uh, generally at films or, or, or shows or something rather than um in mm. in you know for for real reasons but um it is important that i'm human mm. but there's also the i do believe i need to be the one that's the the the, the more um the leader yeah, the leader, the, the the stronger one, the the more grounded one. So every now and then, when I notice anger or frustration growing in me, I have to own it and let it out in ways that do not involve throwing it at him, because my anger can be very, very destructive to him in his psychological way. You know, if I get angry with him, he will crumble. And when when I was a teacher, I used to say to the to um, I used to train teachers, uh, and I used to say, when you're six angry, let the kids think you're eight angry, because then you're in control of your anger. If a kid ever makes you eight angry or ten angry, even worse, then they've got control over you. And so it's it's keeping control over myself, especially you know now and then things go wrong or he misunderstands what I'm trying to do or trying to say or um, he goes off into these spirals of self doubt and that he doesn't deserve to be with me and all of that and especially one of the big challenges is that there are so few doms so therefore any reasonable looking dom with um a good enough profile and some pictures on on various places will get a huge amount of attention um and we were we were we were we were at a, a pub the other day and i had two people vying for my attention i have him spiraling off oh i think that, that that i'm not good enough they're better looking than me that you might go run off with them and i'm going you know what i'm enjoying basking in the attention but neither of them are getting it but we had to have a very deep conversation about the fact that yes i am narcissistic yes i love attention ah that's interesting that could it's not so much a challenge but it's a uh, there's a guard dog instinct in me so <laughs> master does what he wants to do but i have master master's interests at my core all the time and we've been discussing this and I can be quiet and shy and sat at a table, but if there's something going wrong and I against and Master hasn't spotted it, Master almost has to stand me down. <laughs> quite often, I have spotted it, and I'm quite okay, and I'm in control of the situation. I get I get this touch on the back of the neck, which means I know what's going on. I've got this. Sort of <laughs> um, but we we touched on something very briefly. I'm just going to tell say something which is going to go quite deep but it will kind of reinforce what we've just been saying. So 
last late last november from i've i've basically adopted a child in my previous relationship many many years ago i got a phone call last november which rocked my world stop, 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 stop. start that story again because that, this is a really important story and i basically adopted a, a child sounds like you did it for 10 seconds start the story okay. again Okay, so... When I was 20. So, okay, so um, I forgot where I was going now. So, start getting... Um, So, just to reinforce the point that we were just discussing about, last November, um, I got a phone call about um, my son, who we adopted in my previous relationship about 20 or so years ago. Um, I received a phone call um, telling me that he... And to me, we'd been discussing. Every, we'd been we'd been in contact. There was no warning signs or anything that he. There was a theory, and it was highly likely taking his own life. There was trains involved. I'm not saying anymore because it's taken me a long time to speak out loud about that. But where I'm going with this is that I don't have much recollection of that moment thereafter, and unfortunately, materialized to be true. And I've been through some. It, it, I've had to work with this for the last few months, but we were talking about roles and how you bring them together. Um, And it was something master said that's made me think of this is master was still the lead, the dominant, but he allowed me the space to do what I needed to do. He didn't suffocate me or, um, and I could see some submissives that would be in a relationship where they perhaps don't get that freedom, and it would be so immensely damaging, I think, if you were not allowed to bring that out. Um, and, yeah, the, the dominant side, because you led me through that in a way. You allowed me to be me, but you... I'm not sure I'd be here talking. I don't know. If I'd have been on my own to deal with it, who knows what would have happened. But it's just another example of how things can be brought together and you can still have that whole dynamic going on, but real life can happen within it all as well. Um, I don't know if that's... That's for sharing. Yeah. The the funniest but, but... most tragic part of that story was that the day he got the phone call Mm. i was making a video and the video involved me wearing a a suit and i i had been uh, he he, paul had been working and, and i was just just ironing my shirt um he got the phone call and then he starts to try to take the iron off me because he felt that he he needed to iron the shirt because that was his job and i'm like hello we forget the shirt right now. Yeah. You forget your role right now. I think and I, I, yeah, yeah I he think went I... into complete shock. Um, but but there was, but even down to you driving in the car all the way down. Yeah, normally, but... we'd I would do, perhaps do the driving for you, or although sometimes my driving's rubbish and you do it anyway. But that's another story. But it's just how that leading and that dominant side or it was still there but it was playing out differently is what i'm saying the thing is it's very easy to see how that works in in that the dom can be the rock the the dom can be the 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 anchor point and be really strong and in that but at the same time i know that if the the roles were reversed and let's hope they never are um 
I know that you would be... Have you got a son you've not told me about? Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there is that. Um, um, I I know that you would be there for me in in other ways. I think that's Mm. that's really important. And and at no point in that did you lose your, um, your... worship of me and your submission to me Mm. and at no point in that did I lose my ownership of you Mm. but I owned someone who was going through horrible time and therefore I I held you in the place you needed to be you gave me the space to fall apart basically and and you if if I was falling apart because something happened and you know we've had various family illnesses that that it could have gone that way Mm. um you would have been there and administering to my needs and both of them work in within the roles. Mm. It's fine. Mm. Um, and that's not, it's, it's totally natural. Mm. Oh, do you need a hug? Thank you very much for sharing that. I think and just on that point is I would just love to help or give advice or support anybody that's, um, I, I don't know, but it, I think that's why I'm sharing all that, just to, to explain to people that you can do this. You can be who you are. You can be into kink, BDSM, whatever label you want to throw on it and be you as well. And I, I think you've kind of hit on um, a very deep truth that, you know, there can be these terrible things that can happen in life, you know, and death is a constant in life and the relationships we have, be it master-slave or vanilla, they have to be able to deal with these things, Mm. you know, and that master and slave can grieve, can break apart, the relationship can still be there. So, on to the last few questions. So, um, <laughs> if you need help around the topic of suicide, I have put some links into the show notes that give information on this subject and also phone numbers for the country that you're in. You're listening to MasterSaveLifestyle.com and we're now going to go back to part two of my interview where I'm speaking with English leather master and his slave. So, um, you mentioned to me when we were talking before the interview that you have an OnlyFans site and um, I was going to ask, how has it been to have the professional and personal together? And we've sort of spoken about this already, but is there anything else you want to mention about it? Yeah, I, I suppose, <laughs> I mean, it all it all came from, from actually bizarrely from the coaching. I mean, I'd done a little bit of uh, online um, chat rooms and stuff like that, but nothing, nothing particularly seriously. Um, but I wanted a way of showing people that it's okay to be open. So when they came to me to say, um, you know, I, I do this, this and this at the weekend, and I don't really understand how that works in the rest of my life. And how can I find connection? And, you know, how does this work with my inner in in values and all the rest of these things? Um, I wanted to be able to say to everyone, look, I've done it all. It's not a problem, you know. Um, so I started Twitter, which then led to, to the OnlyFans. Um, and 
one of the things I love about BDSM is, and, and it, well, human sexuality is just the really fun, bizarre, unusual things that people are into. And I like following people's fantasies and, and in, in, in person, uh, you know, when we were all able to to meet easily, I used to really look at a person's recon profile. And one of my talents was spotting what someone wanted in a way that they didn't even know what they wanted and giving them an amazing scene for an hour or two hours or, or whatever. I mean, there's a guy who it, it, quite often actually it happens that someone goes, oh, wow, you, we, we met. X number of years ago and it was amazing and I'm like we met oh okay um and it's because I've I've kicked in and it's I also have no memory uh (laughs) which doesn't help um but I I I love that and so when people say to me can you make a video about balloons because I'm really into balloons I'm like fuck yeah let's make balloon video and find out what balloons what's sexy about balloons and macrophilia and uh which is giants and tiny people and vor which is eating people and um you know all the others the the, the the normal stuff spanking and 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 uh wax play wax play is a good example of something that we probably don't do very often in uh, if there isn't a video camera because it's so fucking messy to, to, yeah. to, to, to <laughs> yes as soon as there's a video camera it's worth doing. <laughs> you, you, you did draw the line at one though master what did I draw the line up? Somebody wanted you to drill my teeth out. Oh, yes. Someone, <laughs> someone was going to pay me to drill his teeth out, and I didn't really want GBH down on my list. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, permanent marks, no. Yeah. Um, certainly not decided, decided by anyone else. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. but So that that has developed, and it's it's been bizarrely popular. Uh, for a overweight man in his forties to oh. to have um, quite a lot of people who who seem to want to pay to see my my content, and at the same time, it is, it is leading people to to um, to to get to know me for my coaching. It it's also a good example of integration for me in that. Um, it's I treat it as a business. Um, I have loads of fun with it, um, but I make money from it. There's no and and I don't feel shame in that. Um, and I've done that through everything you do with a, a normal small business. You know, you you've got the the technicalities like tax and and contact forms and 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 consent forms and all of that you have um budgeting and planning and and you know we're, we're planning a, a weekend in a dungeon and we're sit- literally we're sitting there the other day um planning when we're doing what in order to have the right marks on his back or not have on his back when we're doing something else so so it all flo- flows but also from my from my side and this is an interesting dom thing in that I know that I can jump very quickly from one action to another. I'm, I'm quite good at that. And if I've got a camera up and I realise it's in the wrong place, I'm quite happy to jump out of the scene, move the camera and do it. He gets completely freaked. As soon as he's down on my boots, he's in that zone. Hmm. As soon, and then I'm like, oh, can I just move the camera? And and he loses it for another couple of minutes. So 
it's it's I'm running the scene and directing and everything at the same time. But the thing that the thing that I'd say on that master is, from my perspective, is when I'm with you in those videos, it's me in there. I'm it's I'm in that flow, if that makes sense. So when masters spank my ass to death and says, right, we're going to flog you now, but oh, I need to get changed and now I need to move the cameras, I'm like. Don't break the flow. <laughs> whereas, whereas I, I, you know, I'm, I am me. I'm, I'm definitely, you know, every, every video is a part of me. Um, some of the stuff I do, I'm not particularly into, um, but I enjoy the fact that other people enjoy it. Uh, and I enjoy acting and I enjoy uh, ad-libbing. And, you know, just yesterday I made a video 15 minutes of screaming abuse at someone and it was so much fun <laughs> and I'm, I'm screaming abuse at a video camera uh and telling it this is a dirty little faggot and i'm loving it loving every moment and it's just i i really really enjoy that part but at the same time as i say we've we've been really careful to plan it out so it's part of our lives but it doesn't run our lives um and it's it's enabled a load of stuff you know it's in the 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 income from that is what's allowed me to say to paul the woman you were working with before was absolutely toxic i'm going to allow you the space to draw to to build your own business by taking the money that we we've, we've been making on onlyfans um mm. and and move forwards uh at the same time you know there's the whole uh, campaign against porn that's going on at the moment in in the states, which is moving on to Visa and Mastercard, and then you're watching your future and saying, okay, that's not a guaranteed stream of income. What can we do to to future proof our income? And that's business building, which is no different from I'm running a pizza parlor and there's a new um, there's a new uh, regulation coming in that I need to be aware of. It's, it, it's interesting. I, I hadn't actually appreciated Master until you just been speaking that we're putting the lives out there on OnlyFans or whatever, but there's always that vulnerability and risk. But I wouldn't change encouraging others and showing others that you can be yourself and all of that. Do you see what I'm, what I'm trying to no, say? No, say this again. So there's the risk with the OnlyFans and all that sort of yeah. stuff you said, but you, you know, it could be there one day, gone tomorrow kind yeah. of thing. But I would still rather be present as myself mm. rather than go back into that nine to five thing and all that sorts of stuff. That's, yeah. what, that's, what, I'm, that's what I'm trying I, to say. I made a very conscious decision a couple of years ago that I wasn't going to work, that I will not work only because people wouldn't, wouldn't employ me now. I wouldn't pass due diligence in most companies now from what I've done online. And I'm okay with that. I've I've made a very conscious decision about doing that in serving the community. I I, I that's am what I was part trying of. to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think you're you're at that point too. That that you're like you know what, if people don't like it, fuck them. Yeah. Um, we are there, and the other thing the the other thing we're really keen to do is to show the importance of things like aftercare and show the relationship. Um, throughout the pandemic, um, I think we made, I, before before I came back, I'd made a few videos with some random people I'd met in uh, in, in Thailand but or, or Malaysia or wherever. Um, but that was before I, it really got to the size it is now. 
throughout the pandemic, we met one friend in a period of time when it was possible to meet other people. But we're very happy with the fact that we've actually shown a relationship Mm. in various forms that when you go on Pornhub or Twitter or wherever and you see people using other people as commodities and the number of people who are just literally a 10-inch penis and nothing else um, or an asshole without a face and you're like what does that mean about other people so we we show relationship we show that yeah he fucking loves being under my feet and he does like being whipped to shit to, to shreds um but at the same time we can hug each other and we can go for walks and mm. it's all possible and you don't need to have a 10 inch penis to to have amazing time you don't have to be in your 20s with a six pack um you just to, need to be real yeah mm. and you know what i've got something like 4000 people who over the years have have subscribed to me and and that many people can subscribe to a salt and pepper head slightly fat man then then there's people into everyone <laughs> and i like that too <laughs> thank you for sharing that so on to the the last few question now so um paul can i ask what makes a good master I'm sat next to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think so. It's probably just a recap of what we've spoken about. So I'm not even sure I'm qualified to say that. But in my opinion, what would make what makes a good master is somebody that is accepting of people, somebody that will listen but still have that authoritative, um, assertive, dominant demeanor, I suppose. Um, somebody that is doesn't slap somebody down, encourages the person to grow. Um, I think somebody you can, you don't, you haven't... <sighs> So I I've met people in the past that you I would I wouldn't say hidden from but you you can't present fully as yourself. Somebody you can just be that per, your authentic true core self with. Somebody you can share your innermost secrets with, your innermost thoughts. Um like I said earlier, master I've must knows things about me that nobody else ever will on this planet. Nothing bad I hate to add, but well, not too bad. Um a friend um you must have had masters in scenes who were okay are the are the or oh, turn it round what was, I think what was so bad we, about them that made them okay yeah or or, 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 or just real i think this real um no player no, no playing at it and then um so matthew so what makes a good slave so I think the first thing to, to recognise is that, that a lot of people who think they're slaves are just slutty bottoms, which is fine, but they're not slaves. Um, if someone, the, the number of people who I've met who've put on a harness, who beg for, you know, they're, they're like, I need your gum, I need your gum. I'm like, yeah, okay, you won't get it then. Um, because it's all about just using my body to make you pleasure, to give you pleasure. That's not, to me, a slave. A slave is a, a mindset about 
pleasing the man and uh, the the dom about you know that the, there's I mean there's obviously a continuum between liking up to worship and worship is always nice. Um, it's most of all I think it's about honesty about what you are capable of, what you are not capable of, what you are interested in, why you're interested in it. Um, because I can tap in to any, well, no, not any, but but many, many, many submissives by working out what makes them tick. And I mean, there's there's one guy who, um, his thing was driving me around. He'd pick me up at Heathrow Airport and he'd drive me to, to offices and he loved it. And as long as I let him polish my, my business shoes uh, somewhere along that journey, then, then he was an absolute seventh heaven. And I got that. And I also got the fact that if I was on the phone and slagging him off, then he really got excited um, uh, sitting in the back. And he, he, he'd he love that. And, and that was his thing. And then other people, it's about, you know, the, the physical touch or the, 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 the spanking or the fucking or the, whatever it is. So being open about who you are and what you're into and then going off and finding that um, – willing to say i don't get this i don't know what's going on here um or i don't i i, I bit off too much than i can, more than i can chew that that's that's important too so communications um you don't have to do anything i don't think i do think it's about is it about me or is it about the dom and by by extension of the dom, the relationship and whether that relationship lasts a long time, or whether it's an hour that you're in a, in a hotel room with each other, and you're making each other's time better, and I think that's what makes a good slave. I'd also just the one thing that I missed is I think you encourage me to grow. Mm. Um. You, you said that I, I do the same you for know, you So, so what well. I actually did was I encouraged him to do things better because then I get it better. And and I'm, there's, there's a serious, you know, I, I gain out of that. It's not mm. me me making him better so he flies off to 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 somewhere else you know when i was when i was a leader in in organizations i used to feel very proud when someone was promoted out of my department because i'd made them better and then they'd gone off and flown away i don't want him to float fly the nest i want him to make my life better and better and better and i've encouraged him to grow in order for that to happen um so i can do things to you that i couldn't do at the beginning and you love it <laughs> yeah exactly master yeah so yeah. But, makes yeah, a lot of sense yeah mm-hmm. it, it, it is just that ability and that encouragement to grow and i've gone from not being static but i just want to do and learn stuff now stuff that i thought that i'd never want to do in a million years um but yeah i can't believe i'm actually looking forward to going dancing and I, <laughs> i'd never <laughs> say that to anybody I, i'd be so shy but yeah it's just all that sort of stuff. So, Thank you. And then the very final question. Um, what, if anything, would you like to see in a master-slave community? Do you think there is a master-slave community? And if so, what would you like to see there that isn't there at in the moment? What I think is I we haven't found many of us 
And actually, this is where your podcast is quite nice because there's a few of us who are coming up um, because you you go into to the big parties or to the clubs and you see masters and slaves and you have no idea whether they are like I used to be. I used to be there with my slave who I saw every, you know, six months, two years sometimes. Um and you know we were having a very nice time and he adored me and he was sitting at my feet but we weren't in a an ongoing relationship so i think the a place to find more people like us would be great mm. um and i think the other thing is more honesty about the hard work you have to do before you see the things that you put on twitter or pornhub and, you know, the really good examples of those are no one takes a fist in the first two minutes of a fisting session. No one takes a, a, a whip with the first slap really hard. You build up to things, but they're not sexy, those, those initial stages of anything. So you see people going straight in far too hard, and that completely skews how people think scenes work hmm. um and, and i think more honesty about that and let alone the aftercare you never see that yeah i i'd echo that and just to echo the uh sort of social element um i think we've got leather communities and we've got leather bars but for me it's deeper than just leather it's the mindset and it's meeting like master was saying people and couples and groups that are on the same mindset or in the same mindset and you know sort of not necessarily locally but even in in the you know in the uk and on a country by country basis um i'd love to see more of that i'd also love to be able to talk to more slaves and submissives that are on the same sort of mindset as myself um yeah, if I could wave a magic wand, I think that's what I put in place. Thank you both very much. Thank you. And thank you, thank you for what has turned out to be a very long but very good <laughs> chat. Um, I really kind of appreciate the time and I very much appreciate the honesty. Not many people will be brave enough to to admit learning or kind of changing. And I think it, it's it's an amazing thing that you've done that because it helps other people to also do that. So I want to mm. very much humbly thank you for doing that. Well, thank you for thank giving you. us the platform for doing it because it's really important to us. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Goodbye. 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 If you'd like to be interviewed by me or know someone who would, you can get in touch with me at the email contact at masterslavelifestyle.com. You can now support the podcast, website and Master Slave community through Patreon membership and receive benefits such as early access to the podcast, exclusive video workshops and more, along with my thanks for supporting me. There is now a free download to help you take the next steps in the Master Slave lifestyle, suitable for both beginners and those who want a full-time relationship. Check out the show notes for more information on both. And if you're interested in finding out more on the 24-7 Total Power Exchange lifestyle, go to the website at masterslavelifestyle.com for more information. Thank you all for listening.